Hello there and welcome to Zero XP. We are a show that sits down twice a month to talk about games and one game series in particular, Fable. We also, as we are on this week, strive to bring you several bonus episodes discussing a variety of game topics spanning recent news to reflection and speculation concerning past and current game generations. I'm John, and I'm sitting here with my co-host, who is the heart and soul of our show, Patrick. Hello. You can find us across all major podcast platforms. If we're not on the platform of your choice, please let us know. You can also find an enhanced video version of each show on YouTube by searching for Zero XP Webcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and comment. I respond to all of them. If you would like to contact us directly, you can by emailing us at 0xppodcast at gmail.com or hitting us up on Twitter at 0xpwebcast. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about the best deal in video games, Xbox Game Pass. We're going to run down how it started and where we think it is and where it's going. So let's get into it. Patrick, what do you think? Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. I love it. Best game deal in games? Oh, easily, easily. So let's backtrack just a little bit to when it all kind of started, uh, which was, I mean, Xbox or Microsoft announcing uh, Xbox Game Pass. Mm -hmm. I was intrigued by it when they first announced it, but I was a little unsure of how it was going to work. Um, You know, obviously we got more details over time. And looking at the game lineup starting out, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, luckily... I think they were pretty much doing two-week free subscriptions at the time. Yeah, and I think they still had the thing where if you paid a dollar, you'd get like a month. Yeah. Yeah. And I looked through there, and most of them were games that I had gotten through um, Games with Gold at the time. Yep. And yeah. It was, it was, I know it was new, but it was very underwhelming. I immediately made sure that it didn't continue or I didn't start taking money out of my account as a subscription. It wasn't reoccurring. No. Right, and th- I did the exact same thing, admittedly so. When it first started, Patrick hit the nail on the head. I started looking through the games, and while there were some you know, nice bright spots, they were mainly the ID at Xbox games. And, uh, I mean, there's some great content there, but for the most part, it was comprised of games that we had already been given. And if, if you were an Xbox Live subscriber, yeah, uh, they were games that were given away as part of the Games with Gold service. So there wasn't really in a bi- any benefit of subscribing to it if you had been a member of the service mm-hmm. for that long. Uh, it was really kind of underwhelming yeah. and I did I honestly I thought that the experiment might not last based yeah. off that. Uh, I yeah, I thought it might be one of those things that they canceled it in you know a year or two afterwards because I didn't even think it was a five dollar service. No, honestly, not at the time. Because actually, I mean, it, to kind of not get into it because we're going to talk about it later. But at the time, EA had already been doing their own game service on Xbox with EA uh, Access, mm-hmm. and they were five dollars a month. Yeah. And for those five dollars a month, while you weren't getting games day and date or anything. Uh, you did have if, access to a very oh, large library of, of quality games for half the price. It was five a month, and I'm pretty sure it was thirty a year if you paid up front, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it was, it, it was a substantially cheap. better mm-hmm. deal. So, I mean, comparing the two at the time, I actually had a subscription to EA Access for a bit there, and um, I, you know, I was fine keeping that until we turned a corner on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And there, to me, there was a very definitive 
choice that Microsoft made. And uh, do you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, they said that all first-party games moving forward would be available day one. Yep. And that was right before Sea of Thieves launched, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because I remember you sent me a text about it, and I think my response was something along the lines of, they're making sense now. Yep. Yeah, it was definitively one of those things where I still wasn't sure at the time I was going to wind up subscribing to it for a long period. Yeah. Because, let's face it, there for a while, the cadence of Xbox One first-party titles that were being released weren't exactly, you know, boisterous. They, they, no. they were few and far in between. I mean, it was a good decision that made sense, but it, it didn't immediately make me subscribe and continue to subscribe because this was before they went on their shopping spree. Exactly. I did not subscribe, honestly, I believe, until Sea of Thieves came out because I was intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, I was still kind of waiting and watching to see what was there. And at that point, they actually hadn't even added uh, their previous library of games yeah. to it. So we could see the wheels at that point start churning. Like they were, you know, moving in the right direction anyways. But I didn't know if that was something that was going to be a permanent decision. That was one of the things that's kind of astounded me about it. Is I thought maybe they would do this to get people in on the service and then pull the plug. Yeah, I think we had that discussion before. And I was pretty well always of the mindset that that would be the worst thing that they could ever do oh yeah because people would instantly unsubscribe because i mean once they made that choice that first party games were day one moving forward i'm like this is a model that people can get behind it can yeah it can make games cheaper in a way if uh if you think you there's three games that you want that year from microsoft or even still two, plus the other stuff, it already makes financial sense. Exactly, yeah. At the time, it was uh, $120 a year, and if they had two games that came out, 60 bucks a pop, you paid for those two games, and you got all the bonus games that yes. came along with it. Um, Granted, you don't own anything. Exactly. But let's fast forward a little bit more and get into the really good stuff, because at this point, we've hit a... Uh, I mean, like, it's just a great time to be a, a, on the Xbox platform. Yeah. Um, because not only now do we have the Xbox library, if you're a PC gamer, you get the PC Game Pass to go along with it, and you get all of your first-party stuff as well as the library and catalog of things that have come previously, but they have done a really great job of going out and getting some high-profile games to oh, put yeah. on the service as well that you have access to. Yeah, I want to say... Uh the most recent Devil May Cry had, what, was like four months afterwards? I feel like that was the big one for me, too. Um, I'm not even a a big Devil May Cry fan or or player, but it was like when they announced that, I'm like, oh, they're they're really serious about making this something. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that that one was a big shock because it was like, and it and it had sold pretty well too. On top of it, it's not. Yeah, I think like, it was the highest selling Devil May Cry. Type, it's or, not like it just flat high, out. It was at least highly rated. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I read. I could be wrong, but I thought I read it. It sold pretty well. Like mm-hmm. they were happy with oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. So it wasn't one of those where it's like, oh no, we need to make cash off of this fast. I think Capcom looked at it as a return to form for the series. Yeah. It kind of put it back on the map. Mm-hmm. So at this point, you know, people are paying roughly, you know, on the re- or MSRP is $15 a month U.S. And 
if you know where to look, you can find sales, especially this time of the year. Um, And normally about June, kind of when E3 would have hit. Seems like around every six months. Yeah, uh, where you can, I mean, I think on average I pay under $10 or right around $10 a month. Yeah. Um, it's 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 unbelievable what you get for that value. Normally under twenty five for three. Yes, for sure. So I mean, the thing that I, I think has really caught me off guard about Game Pass is it's encouraged me to play games that I wouldn't normally buy. Yeah, I mean those games that you maybe you hear a few good things about. It's and when they tend to get them on the service, it's a lot easier to just jump in than being like that looks kind of good, but. 10 15 bucks for the one game you're not sure but if it's already there i've discovered a few games that way well and what's it gonna do it, it doesn't hurt you to download it and check yeah. it out because i mean you're not paying anything extra for nope. it all it does is cost you your time and it really helps with a lot of those shorter games because you're like oh i don't have as much spare time right now and some of those appeal more yep oh yeah yeah i've actually hit in a my, myself, I've hit a fairly regular kind of routine of I'll play like a big scale game, uh, something that's, you know, multiple 20 plus hours or whatever, something yeah. along those lines. And then I immediately go to Game Pass after that, look for something small, something yeah. that is maybe less combat involved. Tetris uh, effect. Oh, man. Like, should we, <laughs> we can talk about some Tetris effect. <laughs> I love that game. Uh, but... It's just, it, it's incredible because it allows you to do that. Whereas I've never been somebody who uh, bought every game, especially digitally, you know, because I want to own the games that I would generally go out and buy in case I didn't like them. I could trade it with somebody or, yeah. you know, something along those lines. But Game Pass has kind of changed that for me. So let's get into what are some games that you've played, Patrick, that you might not have played that turned out to be some, you know, really awesome games tetris effect <laughs> <laughs> i would have played tetris effect i don't know um, how much i would have paid for tetris effect but yeah i, that's, I uh, haven't that's finished it but uh i believe i'm pronouncing it right i'm going off the top of my head spirit fair I, yes. I believe you beat it right i did not beat it yet okay. um so funny story behind that my son decided he wanted to check out the game oh <laughs> and um i love him to death and I'm, I'm not the parent that gets incredibly angry at, at, at him for doing things like this he's four years old and he wanted to play the game that dad was playing and he spent all of my resources oh and i wound up with something like five orchards and some things (laughs) that i don't need and i'm not gonna use and it kind of derailed my game start over yeah well and that's the thing i had already put in i mean several several i mean like i i was probably i think i was probably about halfway through the game so I just haven't quite jumped back into it, but that is, it's a beautiful game and it's a blast. Yeah. It, it, it's that, it's very um, somber yeah. if you're looking for something that's not too intense. Having uh, something like, which I play a lot of, uh, is New Super Lucky's Tale. Oh, because yeah. uh, my daughter, she's three and she, she, she loves, she's always like, can we play Fox? Can we play Fox? And uh, we play through the same Halloween level over and over. But I I do like having stuff like that on Game Pass that is more family friendly. I'd like to see more of it uh, because, I mean, she enjoys it and she's started to pick up the controller, which I'm incredibly happy about. Sure. She's learning to move direction. She's actually really good with the buttons. It's more the movement that she struggles with. Uh, It's it's funny. I think with my son, it was kind of the opposite. Um, He was 
good with the direction, but the buttons and timing of things he wasn't great yeah. at when he started. And then, I mean, it was now he can sit there and it, Lucky's Tale specifically was where he started. So that's kind of funny um, because he li- he liked watching things like Mario and, and platformers. And uh, it went from, you know, he could was basically just running around, running into things, thinking it was hilarious to now he can beat levels and, you know, <laughs> play through a game. And I'm, I wasn't quite ready for him to make that jump yet. Uh, uh, but uh, I, I look forward to, you know months from now or whenever when we can sit down i think we started playing uh jurassic park the lego game yeah. together hmm. and uh it's fun i mean obviously he's not great at solving puzzles and yeah. things like that but it's something that we can do uh when it's a rainy day specifically yeah. or as the weather gets colder it's something we can do that you know has his attention and my attention and, and we can do it together. she just gets excited when she runs fox into the water oh yeah <laughs> yeah well that was his thing he started off by running fox off a cliff yeah yeah so or lucky <laughs> off of a cliff <laughs> he doesn't sound so lucky nope uh, I mean, I've, I've got to admit, um, Sea of Thieves is what drew me into Game Pass. It's the thing that I wanted to check out the most when they launched it on there, uh, because I like Rare. I thought the game looked beautiful. I didn't know if it would be up my alley. And while I, you know, fell away from it over time, I mean, I probably put, you know, over well over 100 hours into it when it mm-hmm. first launched. I really enjoyed it, just from the co-op aspect of it. Um, and then personally i mean there's just there's just been so many different things access to ori uh which ori is a beautiful game uh two point hospitals one i've been checking out recently yeah. i'm a sucker for sims i haven't uh done like, that one yet but i really you, want to well especially and, on xcloud and now they've added uh planet coaster mm-hmm. which i'm just thrilled to get into yeah. i haven't done it yet because i've been playing assassin's creed valhalla but i think that's going to be my in-between that's game. one of those titles that came out of nowhere and really surprised me and admittedly i don't think I would have bought the new Battletoads or at least waited until it got really cheap. That yep. was a nice one to have day one. And that was one people were getting kind of negative on. And overall, I feel like it was mostly positive. Yeah, I actually, um, it's another one I didn't finish because I, I tend to bounce around on games a lot, especially concerning our show. Uh, well, but Game I, Pass, I, it's difficult not to. I loved what I played on it. Yeah. Um, and I eventually plan to go back and fix it. I mean, it's just, it's a good brawler. I mean, it reminds me of, you know, obviously the original Battletoads, but, um, you know, Ninja Turtles, the arcade game, yeah. you know, things like that. It's just fun. Um, there are some parts that are overly difficult, but that's kind of on par for the brand. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I thought they did a really great job of reinventing it and kind of giving it that Saturday morning cartoon feel. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. That was an unexpected touch, and... It's actually a funny game. So, one, I want to point out that if you haven't checked it out on Game Pass um, or checked it out originally when it was released, because it's probably going to be the only one we're ever going to get, but please, if you have not done so, check out Sunset Overdrive. Mm-hmm. It is an underrated game. It is made by the you know same company that, you know, Insomniac, who made Ratchet & Clank, and more recently are so, you know, being well-regarded for making Marvel Spider-Man yeah. and Miles Morales. Yeah. I mean, Sony does own that IP, but I don't see them I'd be surprised, it. unless they really wanted to be mean, because that would be really mean, because I really would like a sequel to that, and I don't have a PlayStation. Yeah. But it's it was, it was really underrated, and it's just a good time. It's a good game. It's very tongue-in-cheek. The humor is wonderful. Uh, that's one that... I actually played before I had Game Pass, but now is a good time to check it out if you can. Yeah, I think that one really suffered from all the negative 
Xbox One press uh, at yes, the time. Yes, it really did. Yeah. It, it came out on a console that was dead in the water at the yeah. time. And without having an install base, not mm-hmm. that many people got their hands on it. And actually, even I if think you don't Titanfall wanna, suffered from that too. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, for sure, yeah. absolutely. Also, I think being a shallow game, Titanfall was ahead of its time when you look at it because Titanfall, while I mean, like the the mechanics were solid and people seemed to enjoy it, there was a big backlash because it didn't have a campaign alongside mm-hmm. it. And now that's nobody blinks an eye at that. Yeah. You know, now it's it's the norm. But when and it launched, them, that was a big story. And for them, it made sense because they were a small developing studio mm-hmm. where some of these others that are doing it now are bigger studios. But, I mean, other games that, you know, I might not have given the time of day to, uh, After Party was a good play, if you haven't played that. Um, what Remains of Edith Fitch? Oh, that's one that I, yeah, I definitely if, played. Uh, through Game Pass. If you haven't played that, it's, what, two hours, I want to say? Yeah, and it's well worth your time. Uh, play it. Make sure you're in a good headspace. Yeah, because it's grim. Yeah, it, it's it's set with me stronger than probably any game has in a while. I mean, I enjoyed it. It. Uh, I'd like to see more games like it, I'll say that. Yeah, some of the smaller games are, are just really wonderful with what, what you're getting with the service, and it, it's totally worth just giving them the time to see if it's something that you can find yourself enjoying. Uh, games like Riverbond, um, games like, I mean, for me personally, Minecraft Dungeons is a, a, another game that's great to play, especially if you got family and friends mm-hmm. that I don't know that I would have bothered with by myself or that I would have bought, but I mean playing through it on game pass it, it's it's a blast it's, yeah. and when you really get going with it it's a really pretty game so i mean that, those are just a few of the things that we've kind of looked at but let's talk about what's currently going on with game pass obviously we've started a new game generation with the xbox series s and x out so we're kind of looking uh, ahead but before we got too far ahead we got hit with a major announcement in september and it's now come to fruition as we talked about earlier with ea access and how you know that was a pretty good value for what it was they've included all of that in our our game pass lineup yeah that was a big surprise i i did not see that coming at all whatsoever no it's i mean it 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 just, I mean, it it didn't double, I mean, obviously the service, but I mean, it added, what, 60 plus games? It added a lot that they were lacking as far as uh, more casual, titles. yeah, sports yep. titles, more casual style games with the pop cap backlog. Yep. Peggle, uh, Plants vs. Zombies, Zuma. things like that. Yeah. 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 It um, really, it really filled in some gaps in, yeah. in, in the library of and Game Pass. added some more older titles that xbox didn't have oh yeah i mean up until recently when we found out that they are officially doing the remaster i mean it gave you some great rpgs on top of that uh with you know the dragon age series mass effect mass effect and uh yeah sorry that's where i was going and i got lost on dragon age uh but it's that addition alone combined with the first party stuff from microsoft and then which really hasn't paid off very much so far well honestly i don't mean that like negatively i'm saying like the future is a lot brighter than the past as far as that goes and and right now the present is pretty solid yeah yeah no i I get what you're saying because i mean realistically the highest profile game i think personally that that's hit uh game pass would be like gears 5 yeah, uh, and maybe Master Chief Collection because that's yeah had that, a story that was still before the one that was still before Game Pass. Hmm? Master Chief Collection. Oh, 
Oh yeah, okay. As far as hope, like, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I guess I mean like more like releasing Games that debuted day one. on it. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, for sure, yeah, Gears Five is probably the biggest to date as far as dropping day and date on the the system itself. Yeah, and then maybe uh, Outer Worlds. Yeah, but I wouldn't consider that a, a high profile title. Depends on who you are. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's not a high profile, but I mean, I guess I guess that's what I'm saying is that like. There hasn't been that many yes. so far, but there's going to be a ton of them going and, forward. of course, with the back catalog fleshing out the way that it is with EA Access, then the first-party lineup from Microsoft, and now what is going to be their first-party lineup with, you know, Elder Scrolls and Fallout and uh, all of those games, which had already Fable. appeared on Game Pass. What was that? Oh, Fable. <laughs> oh, well, yes. Uh, but I'm just talking about the stuff that they picked up with yeah. Bethesda specifically. Um, the library is pretty unbelievable. I mean, it really is a great value. Like I said, you can generally find it for under 10 bucks uh, a month in doing that. Um, I mean, currently, the way that it looks, uh, they had done their conference in July, and they had, was it 22 games that they announced were going yeah. to come out day and date on Game Pass? Yep. Yeah, yeah so. which that was the thing is uh, watching that conference, there was a lot of good stuff to take away. And then at the end, they were like, oh, this is all coming to Game Pass day one. And it's like that just really amped up yep. everything. Just turned another corner. Um, so the, on the horizon, I think you've really been looking forward to the medium. Uh, I, ha- I guess that's not one I'm as excited about, but I do think it's going to be the first series xs exclusive or i guess the biggest one mm-hmm. that's gonna be not on the previous generation it yeah, seems like you won't be able to play it on it, it looks one. interesting but it fits that genre that they don't have as much as far as xbox goes yeah they don't have a resident evil and you know style game yeah. first party. i mean it looks i guess technically the, they have the evil within first party now yeah they do actually yeah, yeah. uh i mean it looks it looks good i don't know how it's going to be lengthwise I'm just interested to see how it turns out and what people think about it. Well, I'll be honest. Like, I'm not a big horror game player. I I like scary movies. um, Mm -hmm. But I think that's because they're, you know, two hours and I could be done with it. I don't like like the intensity of a game that creeps me out for a long... You're not a Resident Evil and VR kind of guy? You know what? I love the idea of it, but I don't want to play, you know... 10 hours of something like that that's um it might be a bit much for me but you know it so even if the medium is a you know under 10 hour game i, I think that's kind of right in my wheelhouse to yeah. keep me interested anything over that i start to wane now you know depending on what kind of games i may be in the minority there but uh you know if you prefer a 60 hour scare fest then maybe it will be longer but i don't i don't need it to be yeah I think one of the interesting things is that they still advertise it as 100 plus games, but last I checked, they're at 340 plus games, which definitely means you can't play them all. I mean, there's games, it seems like they're adding them at a rapid pace at this point, and I'm like, I want to play that, I want to play that, I want to play that, and it's like, you don't have the time, it can be a bit overwhelming, but it's such a compliment to the service, I mean... They just added Jedi Fallen Order. I didn't yep. play that the first time around, so Which, I want to play that. that's technically EA Access, so you can still get that outside of Game Pass. Yeah. Uh, Grim Fandango. I think I pronounced that right. Yep. Yep. Uh, Deep Rock Galactic. And Gears Tactics is one I've really been waiting for them to release on Xbox. Yeah. Which they finally did. I don't know when I'm going to make time for that one, but I, I'm intrigued by it. Yeah. 
that's the thing. Like, I think one of the weird things about it, because, I mean, there are, there are those games that um, I, I had to go well out of my way, actually, to play After Party because it had caught my interest. And then I got distracted by a different game and I wanted to get back to it. And they announced that it was going to be leaving the console. So mm-hmm. I quickly, you know, ran through a playthrough. I would have liked to have given it a second run through, but I, I wasn't going to have the time to do it. Which I'll talk about that a little bit later with my criticisms of Game Pass. Um, while as minor as they are, there are some. But there's just so many games that come out. It's almost like the service is too good, which isn't a thing. I mean, realistically, it's it allows everybody to find something they want to play. Yeah. Yeah. And which is really crazy about that is they're like I was saying before, their first party stuff hasn't really hit yet like we expected to. There's probably going to it's looking like there's going to be a possible 3-4 year span where you get you get Fable, you get um the Initiative's new game, mm-hmm. you get um Elder Scrolls 6 possibly because yeah. that team has grown so I'm pretty sure they're working on that. Well, and at Starfield. Least Scott, yeah, yeah, Starfield um, and um Avowed, yeah, from City might be in that time frame too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's. I've been saying it for a while that in four years' time, if they're not over fifty or fifty million, excuse me, fifty million subscribers, I'll be shocked. Yeah, well, and a lot of that's going to have to do with how many consoles they get out in the wild. I think that. Um, we're too early into this gen to be able to tell because obviously everything's been selling yeah. out, but. Um, six months from now, if they're readily available or if they're still hard to find, is going to tell, I think, a lot of that story. Well, and that's where it'll be interesting to really see how um, a service like xCloud develops mm-hmm. yeah. as far as Game Pass. Have you messed around with xCloud concerning Game Pass much? Yeah, I- I've messed around with it a decent amount. Uh, I actually need to get my screen on my phone fixed. I did get the Kishi. Oh, did I, you? I do, yeah, I did get okay. that, but I haven't really messed around with it too much because I want to make sure I get my... It came a lot faster than they quoted. Like, it was supposed to be like two, three months out, and then it came a couple weeks later. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, uh, through Amazon because they were having a sale, so I went ahead and picked it up. Sure. Uh, so I haven't gotten to mess with that much, but once I upgraded my Wi-Fi router, it runs pretty smooth. Okay, cool. I- I'm excited about it, especially because it's so early in and it's a side service, not a required service. Right. I think if they can get to that point where they can stream pretty well without requiring a console or anything like that, or you can play these games in high quality mm-hmm. without a console, I think that'll be huge for the service. And as a consumer, having that many subscribers is more of a, that'll help keep costs down. Well, and I I didn't even uh, think to bring that up, so I'm glad you did actually kind of stumble into it. That's also part of this Game Pass service. Yes. You know, I mean, you get that just for having Game Pass Mm -hmm. Ultimate. That's just another bonus feature in regard to it. And I would have done this whole show and had forgotten completely about that, so I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, I really feel like, to me personally, I think that that particular part of the service is really going to take off when it's something that's like an app on a TV Mm -hmm. uh, when people can just access it that quickly and of course gamers on the go for sure but I think you know if a kid that's parents doesn't want to buy them a a console can say hey we can put this app on your TV and it only costs you you know 
under 15 bucks a month, there's going to be a lot of parents who are going to yeah. take advantage of that. I mean, our parents were pretty much, even though we did actually have the console, but because it, in a way it was a bit cheaper and more convenient with the Sega channel, yeah. our parents ended up buying that just out of convenience and probably paying us i want to say a similar price if not more for that time frame uh so from what i remember about sega channel was uh because when i grew up i mean we didn't we didn't buy games we were a very rent heavy household yeah. um my parents didn't want to buy the uh 50 cartridge that you, you know they assumed which we'd get bored was of nearly a hundred back then yeah um I so don't blame it, them. it was a lot of blockbuster when i was a kid and um with sega when sega did the sega channel for those kids out there who are listening that don't know what that is it was way ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Sega Channel was, I think, twelve ninety nine a month. Okay, which, when you think about it, is is an incredible deal even back then. Um, but you think about it now, and it's like, wow, I can't believe they actually managed to put that together. But it was essentially Game Pass in the way that they fed in somewhere around thirty games a month, which at the time was a lot of games. And you would hook it up to your cable service, and it would you know, is send a game directly to your Sega Genesis console. And the insane thing when you really think about it is it was cable internet before cable internet. Yep. Yeah, it was way ahead of its time. And it was was really cool. Unfortunately, it didn't do well enough to continue over time. Well, it came um, out at the end of... uh that console's life exactly it was it wasn't something they were able to continue going with the uh, next system which was the sega saturn and we all know how that turned out (laughs) anyways uh no i mean really it's it really was kind of the precursor for a thing like game pass Mm -hmm. and um you know i mean i think a lot of people forget that sega did a lot to innovate they just kind of uh, shot themselves in the foot shot themselves in the foot with their strategy a lot yes in some ways may have done a few things too early. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. But uh, in this case, I mean, it's this is the perfect time. We are in the the era of Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus and Apple TV and mm-hmm. all of these different avenues. So it only makes sense to have a game service that goes along those lines. I just didn't think they'd be able to pull it off the way that they have. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's where it's smart is even if you do have a few issues with xCloud... It's an addition. It's not the only thing you can do where people have had trouble with Stadia and Amazon's launching Luna. Mm -hmm. Or I guess I think they already have. I don't keep up with it much, but it's an addition. So if it doesn't, if it has moments where it has hiccups and it doesn't work great, it's just another thing you can use. It's not. And I think eventually, as long as the support seems to be there, it will get there. Yeah, I think it'll get there, too. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Basically, it buys them time, but I got to imagine it's a huge focus for that company to get it to where it works flawlessly. Yep, and I'm in the iOS camp, so I'm just waiting. So, I I mean, that's where you can see a lot of the people when those new Bethesda games and different things do come out, they're just like, oh, I'll download the app or buy the stick thing. and yeah. I'll just pay for Game Pass and play my PlayStation. I mean, it's a heck of a deal. Uh, Recently, there was um, at least a blurb in an article saying that Sony is looking at something along those lines. You know, I'm not going to lie. If I can access a Sony app easily without having to buy a PlayStation 5, you better believe I'd, you know, I mean, it's why not? Why not take advantage of these things? It's a great time to to be someone who plays video games Mm -hmm. as a hobby. So let's move on from that and talk about criticisms of the service. Now, we talked about in the beginning 
how there was a lack of games that weren't already part of Xbox, you know, games with gold. Do you have any criticisms right now? The only criticism I'd have, and I'd say it's a criticism of Xbox that predates even Game Pass, is that Xbox, especially compared to PlayStation, doesn't do a good job of picking up those ga- those like crazy games that come out of nowhere and just like take the internet by storm. You're talking about Fall Guys, aren't you? I'm talking about Fall Guys, but I'm also <laughs> I mean I mean Rocket League. Yeah, I mean yeah. Pl- that hit PlayStation and it blew up. Uh, I don't think they've done a good enough job finding those titles that are just like community inspiring titles yeah that just yeah. really blow up yeah because i really would like to play fall guys yeah and i i do have a little bit of a solution possibly for that is uh instead of like just being like oh hire people that are specialties in that mm-hmm. um devolver digital is a smaller publisher they also publish small guys yep or fall, fall guys, guys. <laughs> good enough oh well um why not just maybe make a deal where they give them a little money to help? Because that's a company that definitely doesn't want to be bought out. They no. want to stay independent, and I want them to stay independent. Why not maybe cut them a deal where games hit Game Pass day one, where they have less of a risk? Yeah. And yeah. things hit the service day one, almost, all titles for like two or three like years. A, uh, um, like scouts for sports yeah you know hey we've got this game coming up we think you're gonna you know it's gonna be a thing that's gonna blow up check it out do you want it on game pass yeah um yeah i mean i don't know how the the workings of that would go but i think that if they are going to get somebody to scout some games for them i mean obviously devolver digital they find the weirdest titles that are strangely appealing oh yeah yeah well i mean it, it's and they've just, already had some of their games hit game pass pretty early they have and that's the thing i was going to say they already worked with them some and it's you know it it really is i mean that could be a whole other topic but devolver yeah. digital is just a it's a yeah. fun company it yeah, seems oh, like they're yeah i mean very good nature really give them a lot of those weird titles that game passes lacking yeah well i think they're a bit of a goofy company i mean if you've seen any of their uh press releases or things Mm -hmm. like that or the fact that they used to um they had a booth in the e3 parking lot but they weren't officially part of e3 or maybe it was the parking lot they're they're really smart with how they work and when e3 was canceled they basically made their booth into a video game anyways yeah that you could run around in i mean I, i to me it seems like as much as that might seem like, yeah, how do you make that happen? That seems weird. They made EA Play happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. so I'm not going to overthink that stuff because they do make weird things happen right now. Any other uh, criticisms? Um, Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Mine is so very minor, and it kind of deals with what we were talking about earlier, where there's just so many games and not enough time to play them. Mm-hmm. I would think that Microsoft has a like a time frame when they put a game on the service, like already set of we've got Red Dead Redemption 2 for four months. Yeah. Pencil that into your calendar. I would like to see that when a game launches, like, hey, this game's going to be available from this time to this time. Yeah. I don't know if there's any deterring reason why they wouldn't want to do that, but to me it would make sense. That way I know I can prioritize games that, that i want to play that sense uh the only thing i can think of is maybe the publisher or developer doesn't want you knowing so you blow through the game and 
discourage you from buying it possibly later and, on. And that I could see because I mean the thing is that's that's another feature of the service is if you buy it while it's on Game Pass and you're a member, you get a discount on it. Yeah. Um and that discount ranges anywhere from, you know, I think 20% to, to I mean 70. Yeah. Uh yeah, so I think it's normally at least 20. Right. I want to say. Yeah, so I mean it it's just another perk of being part of the, the system, but I would like to see that only because it's not that I don't want to play those games at that time. It's just that sometimes I'm already in a game and, you know, I don't want to pivot to something yeah. else. But if I knew, and, and they do a decent job of giving you a, hey, in two weeks, this game's going to be I think I think usually pass. they do it around a month. Is it a month? Okay. I think so. So, I mean, they do kind of give you notice, but if you are, you know, uh, a parent or if you're working or if you're in school or whatever you've got going on, sometimes trying to fit... Uh, even just like a 25-hour game into a month isn't always the easiest no. thing to do. No, it's not. So it would be nice to have that. That is my only complaint. That's yeah. the only thing that I could come up with when, I mean, when you asked for criticisms. Yeah. That was that was all I had. That's one of the... I mean, not fully on topic, but I have wondered how long that EA Play deal is for. I wondered that as well. Yeah. I, I gotta think, because some people are like, I bet it's a year, and I'm like, I gotta imagine it's more than that, because unless... Microsoft just gave them a ton of money for that one year. I mean, those subscriptions were canceled. Yeah. I mean, they would they would have to hope that they gain them back. I after a I year. would be surprised if it's under five years. Yeah. Personally, I agree. Or at least the lifespan, maybe even of the uh, Xbox Series X. Yeah. Um, I, I I fully agree. I I think they had to make a deal where they paid them just above what they tend to make or something like that yeah. for several years because even if they me, paid what they make, I yeah, mean, you know, just like, to make it like if they just bought everybody's subscription for the yearly cost, yeah. so they weren't paying five dollars a month, you know, on average for whatever they were paying the you know three fifty or whatever it comes out to. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. I can't imagine it's a one-year deal because that would seem like a huge lose for EA. Yeah. Can't, getting all those subscriptions canceled and trying to gain them right back because they probably wouldn't. I wouldn't think so because you could, again, they're not day and date, so yeah. it, it's not quite as enticing. It, quite honestly, if they were to do five bucks a month and I knew that when Madden dropped, I'd get Madden. When Mass Effect dropped, I'd get Mass Effect. You know, I would I would be more likely to go ahead and subscribe to it even outside of Game Pass. Yeah. But the thing is, is realistically, I mean, Madden hits in July, August, and then if you do get it, you get it after the NFL season is over mm-hmm. on EA Access, which as a passive thing isn't bad. But I think they a, normally actually release them around the Super Bowl. Is that when it? Okay, yeah, I well, think it's around February. It's when the season's roughly over. Yeah. So, well, but that's what I'm saying. It's like right as the hype for the season dies down. Yeah. It's like it's it's at its peak, yeah. but then it's just I guess just it depends dead. on your team in some ways. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> Um, but I mean, that's, that's all I'm trying to say is that it's not like, you know, Star Wars Battlefront three is going to drop on the, on the platform, Yeah. but you do also get discounts if you have the access to it and you buy the game. You Mm -hmm. also have perks like game preview and things like that with EA access. Yeah. Where you can play squadrons before or before you buy it. Yep. Yep. Uh, so what do you see for the future? And we'll wrap it up after that. Anything upcoming have you heard anything seen anything want anything oh i want fable of course i mean i but i want them to take <laughs> well, their time that's a guarantee i mean like is there any feature lacking that uh you would like to see them add to the service or anything that you would change i, I think like uh phil said i'd i would like to see more 
family games added. Okay, yeah. Especially as we have growing families and things like that, that would be an added plus. Not a necessity, but an added plus. Okay. I don't have anything that I see that I, that it's lacking that I feel like they need. I will say that there was a blurb in a, an article recently saying that um, uh, Phil kind of alluded to a platinum status service, in which case they would incorporate, you know, maybe some sort of hardware upgrade program. Is that something that would interest you, or do you think that right now you're just good with what you've got? Um, maybe going into the next console, because I, I, to me that'll be... That might be good for people that don't have it, but for me, or like the Series X mm-hmm. already, which I'll have it before they would do anything like that, I would hope. But it doesn't incentive, or there, that's no real incentive for someone like me right now. And that's kind of what I'm curious. It would that doesn't on, mean it's a bad idea. It, right, right. I, I'd like to know the details of something like that. Like, I mean, do you pay five bucks extra a month, and then when a new console drops, you just go trade in your old one? Yeah. Uh, something, something like that. Similar. So. Yeah, and then then it just becomes a question of the math of it. How mm-hmm. much are you like? If you're, I mean, realistically, if you're paying that extra five bucks a month, and then it times in perfectly, where say you hit a cap and you've paid for your next console, you just go pick it up when the time comes. That's not a bad deal. It's kind of like paying out over time for mm-hmm. a, a system without having any risk of it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, who knows? I don't know what that's going to be, but I, I do know that was mentioned. So I thought I'd bring that up. So something I just thought of because people do love them. Maybe if they put that new AEW wrestling game on it. Yeah. I think that would be great because uh, they don't it, have a wrestling like game no mercy. currently. And it would introduce that game to a large audience mm-hmm. day one, which yep. I'm sure they AEW would really want. Oh yeah, yeah, and they've got money backing them, so I, th- I think that that would only be of a benefit. Um, but I mean, that's that's a very specific want. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'm anxious to see what's coming. I this time of the year, just as a PSA for those who have made it this far through the show with us. Uh, we're in the holiday season and you can find it for cheap. I've seen several deals coming up where it's, I think, twenty two ninety nine mm-hmm. US. That seems to be the common uh, one. For I three months. GameStop had it for 20 but you got to go in store and you only get one. So right. I, I would stick with online. Yeah, but if you're doing that, I mean, you're looking at, you know, under $100 for a year's worth of, of the service and i mean like for what you're getting with it it is an incredible value oh absolutely it really is the best deal in video games yep for sure before we go we'd like to thank those who helped contribute to the show zero xp logo was provided by jameson johns you can find him at behance.net forward slash jameson johns music provided by odd reference you can find him at facebook.com forward slash odd dot reference If you're on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, and comment. Using these features lets YouTube know that you enjoy our content and help Xbox and Fable fans find us. And as always, before we go, we'd like to give thanks to those who have inspired us to do this show. Thank you, Dean. Thank you, Ted. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Damien. Thank you, Mike. And until next time, just stay safe out there. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Xbox is the king of RPGs. Bye-bye.